What it is, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast, where we give you our two cents on everything PlayStation. My name is Alex Wolf, joined here with the one, the only, the nipple-pointing Stephen Thomas Morrow. I, I pointed at the wrong nipple. <laughs> I was like, PlayStation, but I pointed at my nipple. One of these days, we're going to get through the intro without me fucking something up. <laughs> if you're a fan of the show, by all means, give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, a share on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, any of the things. Put it on out there. We're on spot everywhere. If you'd like to see the show grow, by all means, go to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate, where you can donate as little as a dollar. The funds go to us kind of building up equipment. We had a new studio in the in the in the works. Yeah, um, we, so need, we need equipment that. for the studio too. So it's real. We need lots of stuff. Oh, please, <laughs> all the stuff. Steven, how you been, buddy? Uh, I've been doing all right. Uh, kind yeah. of a, a bit of an emotional roller coaster, but I feel yeah. like the the train is returning to the station. <laughs> is that how that metaphor goes? Like when the roller coaster ends, is when the emotional roller coaster is over. Or are we just always like a, on the roller coaster? No, the the ride is over. You get off the ride. Okay. Wait, well, where did the train come into a roller coaster? You know what? the train, the coast, like the, the train, the the coaster. They don't call it a train, though, do they? It's a train. You would know more than this. I mean, totally I can see how it's comparable to a train. I just never heard anyone refer to it as a train. You would know more than I would. So, anyways, I <laughs> I'm on the tail end <laughs> of a shitty month. <laughs> uh, so that that's good, I guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is going to be a great episode. <laughs> Strap in, ladies and gents. It's going to be a doozy. Um, uh, which, uh, I mean, so first of all, I'll address, I am wearing a hood. I'm in my, I recorded my basement and it was warm out today. And my house is very much like whatever it is outside reflects inside like that. So if it's warm outside, my house is warm. So I turn off my heat, but then it immediately got cold like that. And I had to like, oh right shit. Now. Yeah. So I had to immediately turn on my fucking heat. So in my basement is always, you know, the heat rising and everything's always the last thing to get warmed up. So I am fucking cold. <laughs> so if you guys hear any static build up with the AirPods or anything like that, because I've never done this while recording before, just put a comment in there. I'll take it down. Hopefully I'm not freezing. Um, Do you need some snuggles? Do you need a no. blanket? Uh, uh, no, I feel like a blanket would just get in the way. Oh, okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll, I'll hang in there. I got, right. I got, I got the hot coffee. I got the, the warm bourbon. I mean, there's ice in it, but bourbon it warms the belly if you do it right. Uh, <laughs> Steven, I recently acquired a decanter. <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. A what? A decanter. Decanter? I hardly, I hardly knew her. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all fun and games. Um, and I, it's a bourbon decanter, so not like a wine decanter. And I tell you what, I had no idea what the fuck those things did before I got this thing. It was given to me, a relative had passed away, and someone said, hey, they would want you to want this, and you'd be the one to use it, of course. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, by all means. Uh, I'm not, when someone passes away, I don't like going through people's stuff. It's very much like wherever things lie. If someone wants to offer something to me because they think it, I can use it, sure. I will never just go out and say, hey, I want that. It's just not me. Um, yeah. unless it's someone I was like extremely, extremely close to, you know, and I, I knew that thing. I had some little value between me and the, the deceased, but, um, so I cleaned it out, got all this stuff going. And I was like, 
I don't fucking know how to. What do, do I just pour the bourbon? And it's just a big, you know, there's like a, you know, when you watch TV, you see people in their fancy high rise offices. They got that bottle of scotch or anything, that thing with scotch in it. It's like a glass like thing. But yeah, yeah that, that's what I have. So it's like a fancy. Like a fancy little glass container box thing with a little of a lid. It doesn't actually pop, but, and I was like, I don't, so I, I recently used this. This is my second glass out of using it and it's supposed to let it breathe, you know? So the oxygen hits it, all that stuff. So it's more aromatic. It's not, when you swift, sniff it, it's not just alcohol you're hitting. It also helps with the taste too. And you know, it's. <laughs> I didn't mean to slip it like that, but it's not bad. I, I can taste a bit of a difference. It's not a crazy difference, but I'm also drinking like, you know, not a, not a crazy fancy thing of bourbon. So, so what do you call that then? Decantered bourbon or de decanted? You're asking the wrong person. I don't know, man. I, I just put the bourbon in the thing and I drink it. <laughs> Bourbonified. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, we'll see how this goes. Um, Huffle Pug, Huffle Puff, Huffle Hug, whatever, Sarah, whatever the fuck her name is. Um, oh I, I, I tweeted it out and she said, oh, we can do like a night, you know, and uh, have things over. So that might be a thing in the cards later where, where the oh. three of us get together and, you know, her baby and my baby, we, they can play and do all the things. Um, granted, her baby is very fresh. So like, I don't know if she'll be playing and doing all the things. She might be just like a, a turtle on the back, you know, just kind of kind of deal for a while so yeah, but that's fine uh, yeah steven what, what you been playing uh so in celebration of the uncharted movie coming out i've been mm -hmm. replaying uncharted 3 on crushing difficulty Ooh, how's that going uh i love this game it's it's so much more epic than i remember it being <laughs> um and i remember it being pretty epic yeah uh but uh yeah like i i got to one of the levels and i was like I, I i distinctly remembered not liking it because i thought it was slow and i'm playing it and i'm like this is great like there's Which rockets level? flying everywhere the one i think it's in it's like israel or jerusalem or something uh it's mm -hmm. like in the middle of the desert and there's like these temples and shit uh, it's the whole like as above so below puzzle thing oh like after his long trek throughout the after the desert. chateau yeah, not it's like the it's first... before the desert. Okay, but uh, After but the I plane remember. Crash, no, before the plane. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I hope you're picking that now. Yeah, but anyways, so I remember that section being kind of slow, for some reason, um, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, wow, this is actually amazing. Like Solly's coming out with an RPG, and he's shooting <laughs> rockets, and we're like Solid. running on a thing and stuff is like exploding i'm like okay this is cool i, I didn't remember that being a thing but okay <laughs> it is it amazes so. me going back because i played the uncharted franchise recently uh, i played the nathan drake collection on the ps4 uh god actually it was four years ago thinking about it um and i had forgotten how much happened especially in two and three like uncharted one i kind of have down pat to a beat for beat but two and three there's always something like holy shit crap has happened in this game like it just yeah. i always forget so. how long the the whole mountain area is like the himalayas is is in uncharted 2 oh, i God. feel like i feel like half of the game is in the himalayas <laughs> yeah and then uncharted 3 is just 
it's such a globe trotting adventure. Like you're just like boop, 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 all these different environments, mm-hmm. all these different things. And every chapter in Uncharted 3 ends with something insane happening. And I, I keep thinking, oh, this is the slow chapter. No, there's something insane happening. And the part that I just finished is Victor Sullivan coming out with an RPG and just being like, turn nerd. <laughs> and like everything's exploding. <laughs> there's these people in these towers with sniper rifles and Sully's just like, all right. <laughs> he's the best. Oh, he is. He's, he's seriously the best. Um, all right. But, Steven. But yeah. We got some tidbits. Speaking of Uncharted, you went and saw the Uncharted movie last night. We'll get your thoughts on that. We'll talk about the future of the PlayStation Productions label. But first, a few other things. First of all, big, big celebration. Horizon Forbidden West has finally launched. Um, Huge compliment, accomplishment. Congrats to Guerrilla Games out there uh, getting the game out. I know people have been waiting for this one. The boys are back. Man, that's Horizon. right. The boys are back. We we've been back for weeks. You've where you been at, huh? Where you been? He's what one of the boys. Doing? Now that he's here, now the boys are back. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <Good> fantasy. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> uh, um, we <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West is out. The game's getting a critical acclaim. Across the across the scale, you know, it's getting nines and tens, some eights here and there, but critically, critically, overwhelmingly positive. Um, it's gorgeous. People are saying the best way to play it, of course, is on the PS5. Um, there's been comments about Aloy's beard. Uh, fuck whoever is really finding a problem with that. But some fuzz. See, I've got. Yeah, it's like who who, who doesn't have the the peach fuzz? Everyone's got, got it. Got peach you know? fuzz. Baby's got peach fuzz. Adam, my son was a hairy ass baby when he came out the womb. He People looked like a baby. I'm just mad that now the game looks more realistic than ever, and realism is a little a little dirtier, a little grungier. It's fine. Yeah, I, I imagine what Laura Craft looks like up close. I mean, she's got bumps and bruises and scrapes and whatnot. She ain't she, wearing makeup. She probably sweats more than Aloy too. Yeah, I mean, she's probably got a lot going on. Like, you know, so people who can't get over that shit, get over it. <laughs> Why is he like this? <laughs> it's because you said crap instead of croft. Oh, I did, didn't I? Okay, I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. I, I imagine, like, Laura Kraft is, like, like a, a kindergarten teacher <laughs> who gave up, like, exploring <laughs> so that she could, like do crafts with kids it's her alias that's how she couldn't get creative enough to <laughs> to change her no last name I'm, I'm laura craft let's do some laura crafts Kraft. get your laura Kraft is my cousin twice removed <laughs> anyway <laughs> very much a yeah what a mess that'd be tam writer i am i am so excited to play forbidden west um mm-hmm. i'm not getting it immediately I'm gonna I'm gonna wait uh, mostly because I'm waiting for my next paycheck, uh, but but yeah I have it but I need to be yeah you got your code first. but but like an asshole you haven't even finished the first game yep but whatever yeah it is what it is I'll get around to it. I'll probably honestly I thought about doing it this weekend but then I just got eh but I'm I'm very excited to play this game I watched the Digital Foundry uh, like technical overview mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
not only is the game gorgeous on PS5, but they do a remarkable job optimizing it for PS4, even base level PS4. Mm -hmm. uh, like the amount of detail that they get into this, uh, it's it's astounding. Like I think this is one of the best optimized games as as far as like graphical fidelity uh, mm -hmm. on like OG PS4s. It's insane. That's awesome. Um, so Steven, you and I talked about this a little bit and I don't want to get too, too far into this. We talked about the success that Zero Dawn had when it originally launched, where people loved it, critical acclaim. Of course, it went on to sell millions of copies uh, and became a brand new hit IP for PlayStation. Uh, but it was shortly, shortly overshadowed by another release that came out not long after. Breath of the Wild. With well, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now, history looks looking like it's going to repeat itself with Elden Ring on the horizon. Do you oh, think no. that Forbidden West will be overshadowed by what was voted as the most anticipated game of 2022 with Elden Ring? See, I don't know. Uh, because there certainly is a lot of hype around Elden Ring, especially mm -hmm. within the hardcore community. But I also think that fewer people know about Elden Ring than know about Horizon. And the reason why is because I think like Horizon was a pack-in game with the PS4 uh, in one of the editions. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, I don't remember that, but I'm not at launch or anything. But no, you know, no, no, no. Uh, eventually, it was a pack-in game, um, and I feel like I feel like there are just more people who have played Horizon than have played Souls games because I feel like Souls games are such a like, we hear about it a lot within the gaming community, but I feel like it's still niche enough. Mm -hmm. And then Elden Ring doesn't even have the souls. Like, it doesn't end in souls. So, um, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I feel like the games are also, like, different enough. Whereas Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn, um, I feel like it was more of a one-to-one -one comparison. But mm -hmm. Horizon is not a Souls-like. Um Elden Ring is, like, it, I feel like they're almost different audiences, in a way. Um, yeah. But, with that being said, I do think Elden Ring is going to get extremely high praise. <laughs> um, I think it was just today they released, like, a, a sort of in-depth trailer. It was, like, a seven-minute-long trailer that kind of went into detail about different gameplay elements and things like that. Um, and th that game looks amazing. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't look as beautiful, I guess, as Horizon Forbidden West, um, but uh, it looks like everything that a fan of Souls games uh, wants. So, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to say. I think that because Elden Ring is a little bit more fresh, it's, it seems to be innovating on the genre a bit more. Um, I think it's going to review higher than Forbidden West. I think there's also a lot of like Souls bias um, in the industry. Because <laughs> um, like I, looking at the reviews, Forbidden West has been reviewing phenomenally. All of the reviews mm -hmm. say that it's better in every way than uh, Zero Dawn, but the average score is lower than Zero Dawn, which is interesting. I, I wonder if that's due to 
especially if we're comparing the, how long Zero Dawn's been out, and especially with its release on PC, um, how many of those are how many more reviews you know than Zero Dawn has over that affecting that average. Um, yeah. So there's that. I think Elden Ring. I think the Souls games, especially with platforms like Twitch um, and YouTube gaming and Facebook gaming, and how popular it's become to stream games. The Souls games have a very, very big community when it comes to streaming. Uh, so I think while if years ago with games like Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3 and even Bloodborne, um, the Souls community was small, niche, but it wasn't as large as it is now. Whereas now it's larger, right? They have a more mainstream take because of how many people are just watching people play these games. A lot of people don't like playing those games, but enjoy the people playing them to see the funny gags from frustrations, the glitches, the whole nine yards there. Um, so having that now with its first take on a next-gen console with the Xbox Series consoles and the PlayStation 5, as well as having George R. R. Martin uh, kind of pin some of the world-building on this as well, that's going to add some star power. Um, so while you're right, I don't think this game will reach the level of press and coverage, uh, or popularity, I should say, that Horizon has, especially with statues being built in Italy, Aloy gracing the cover of a digital copy of Vanity Fair. That's I don't think nice we're going to have that. I don't think we're going to have that from Elden Ring, but I think it's going to be up. It's going to be higher than other, any other game from From Software. Yeah. Um, I think, I think in the see. industry, I think in within the industry, Elden Ring is going to overshadow Forbidden West, mm -hmm. but I think Forbidden West is going to sell absolute gangbusters. Oh, um, certainly compared to Elden it, Ring. I think it has the appeal with how many PS5 consoles are out there and how many people are still clamoring about there's not enough true exclusive IP on the PS5. And knowing that this game has been touted as the best game on PS5, overtaking the throne from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, this game will sell, namely because people want things that will push the limits of their PlayStation 5. On now, that here, here's what blows my mind, though. Mm-hmm. Gorilla actually used the PS4 as the base when developing Forbidden West. And Forbidden, Forbidden West looks amazing. I, I cannot wait until... And, and I, I know this is controversial, I guess, because I had a different stance before I had a PS5. But I cannot wait until we get true PS5 exclusive titles built from the ground up for PS5 from mm -hmm. PlayStation Studios. Because, holy shit, does Forbidden West look amazing and uh oh, rift apart that was one right yeah but i still don't think that's that's really squeezing all the juice because fair it, like it it's just yeah i i, I get what you I, mean i don't th i don't think it's squeezing all the juice mm -hmm. uh but i can't wait to see how much juice can be squeezed out of the ps5 uh no pulp because... or pulp you want pulp in that oh i want pulp i want all the bits I want to be able to scoop it. I want to put my hand in the glass and and then just. You might as well just eat the PlayStation. You don't want the juice. You just want the PlayStation. I'll eat one. I'll do it. You provide the PS5. I'll eat it. I I'm not doing that. You have one. I'm not going to eat mine. Well, I'm not going to give you mine. Well, I'll eat a PlayStation Five. Make sure you go to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate to donate to the PlayStation that needs to be eaten by Stevus Thomas Morrow Fun. <laughs> Stevus. Stevus. Stevus Biff. <laughs> I can't talk tonight. I, this, I don't know what it is. Lara Craft. Stevus. Stevus Biff. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, any user, next up, Steven, moving on along from uh, the Horizon talk, a little bit of information we missed last week was there was a PlayStation 4 and 5 software beta that launched on February 9th. Um, the features, there's a plethora of stuff that was included in this beta, and I'm surprised it's not being talked about more. Uh, but new features included uh, new open slash closed party chat feature. So you can now have a party chat that's open for your friends to join in, just open willy-nilly. And then there's a party chat feature where you can just close it, so where it's invite only. Um, so that's cool. Um, there is a clearer titling pathway of what is a party and what is messaging. I love that because when I was getting like message notifications on my PlayStation, it would like open up parties. And this is on the PS5, of course. Uh, open up parties and other things and I had to like leave a group for message chats. I'm like, that's really dumb. Can I just not like, why is this a party thing? It just didn't make any sense. Uh, voice commands are coming to the PS five uh, in the future with this. So they're kind of testing out what it can do now. Um, you can get more details on this via the PlayStation blog. Like this was posted on February 8th um, and the beta dropped February 9th. Um, there are more game base uh, edit options with filters for games via genre and things of that nature. You can open up more tiles on the live area on your PlayStation uh, 5. There's more accessibility options, and there's a trophy UI update uh, coming as well. So for those interested, check out the details there. Steven, last night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, you made your way over to your local movie theater. Not really local, you were just working at the plaza. I mean, it's and you trotted your way into a seat that was more likely had a recliner button. You probably had the option to buy an alcoholic beverage. Didn't and they don't have it the didn't. fancy seats in the IMAX now because they, they try to squeeze as many people as possible in there. I went to see it in IMAX. Went and saw it in a very loud and very large screen. Yep. And you saw Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, one person, not two. <laughs> Tom Wahlberg in Uncharted. Mark Hall. With, no, with no caption underneath it. No subtitle. Just Uncharted. Just Uncharted. That's true. Not even an Uncharted deception. movie. What were your thoughts? Expound. Tell me. Um, so, well, real fast, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do you care at all if I tell like details? What define details like spoilers? Uh, yeah, like I not like story spoilers, but like just things that I liked that. I mean, as long as it's not spoiler. I mean, we got the viewers here. You know, they they might want to go see the movie. Um, I, I I will eventually go see it. Um, but I mean, if it comes to, like I mean, if you're just explaining certain scenes and shots that aren't like spoilerific. I think that's fine. There's a million and one trailers and behind the scenes videos on the fucking internet that Sony has put out themselves. So like, by all means, as long as you're not crossing story territory, I think it's fine. Okay. All right. Well then, with that being said, um, I will not spoil specific story stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, b before I go into this, I think it's important to set your expectations. Uh, this is not a retelling of Uncharted. Um, it's not even really a prequel. I feel like it's it's a movie inspired by Uncharted. It's got like 
the fixins of Uncharted, but it's its own thing. And there's like there's similar characters, but they're kind of told in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. Certain characters are kind of like um, reimagined, I suppose. Uh, and I think that that's reflected in the casting choices with Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg as uh, as Sully. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so with that being said, I think if somebody goes into this movie with their expectations set where they need to be, I think they'll really enjoy it. Like, uh, it's, I thought it was a thoroughly entertaining movie Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's, it's Indiana Jones, National Treasure, Goonies. It's, it's that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't expecting that last one. <laughs> I mean, because Goonies is like a piratey kind of. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it has that mysticness, but that's there's that plot twist there that doesn't, you know, the the typical Uncharted plot twist that happens. That's totally like what the fuck out of left field. What happens at the end? I imagine happened in this movie at some point. Which, um, well, I I guess, but it, it's not not in the way that you would think. Um, but there are there are a lot of basically all of the uncharted cliches or like the um, the things that you would expect in an uncharted game uh, they're here but they might be like a little bit different and like there's some scenes that are just inspired by scenes from the games but are kind of like it's like a remix of story elements kind of put together with with a new cast. Um, <laughs> But I will say, I think that they actually captured the tone pretty well. Um, And just, I will say, I think that the cast for the video game is perfect. And and I mean that, like, perfect, especially when it comes to the main characters. Like Nate, Mm -hmm. Sully, Elena, Chloe, perfect. Um, I don't think that the Uncharted movie kind of reaches the same heights in terms of the cast and the um, the chemistry between the characters, uh, or with the writing, um, but I think that that's fine because this is just a fun movie, and uh, I actually think they did an amazing job. The set pieces, like the action sequences and the set pieces in this movie, are actually really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they opted for mostly practical effects, which I really appreciated. Tom Holland does all of his own stunts. Uh, There's no physical like, role, which is saying something after doing five turns of Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, it's it's like they they filmed everything on practical sets, and of course, there's still like you know blue screen in the backgrounds and stuff, and they use animation to kind of blur different scenes together. But for the most part, it's all practical stunts and you know practical effects and things like that. Um, that was i thought really impressive and it makes the set piece scenes that much more impressive Mm -hmm. uh because just like uncharted the games um there's a lot of big things that fall apart in interesting ways um and things just kind of escalate and escalate and escalate and that's exciting um so there's that i think that the humor is it's there but it's not quite at the same level as the games and i think that's because of the chemistry of the characters and things like that um, I think Tom Holland actually does a pretty good job playing a Nathan Drake style role, uh, even if he's not as convincing as like a Nathan Drake age. Um, 
it still like it felt more right to me. Uh, I think the only the only role that I didn't like was I I just I can't. Mark Wahlberg is not Sully. He's, he's just not. Mark uh, Wahlberg is. I feel like in every role, he's done, and he has a long storied career. For those who don't know, if you don't know Mark Wahlberg. He, but plays, he always plays Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. In everything he does. It's he's a different Laura character, Kodak. different different backgrounds for all the characters he's done. No two characters are written alike, but he still comes out, and it's like he just woke up, made breakfast, and hopped on set and said, okay, this is my day. And it's still fucking Mark Wahlberg, which isn't always a bad thing, but <laughs> it makes it very yeah. hard to and like honestly, take him seriously. To be fair, I feel like Tom Holland is almost the same way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Tom Holland always plays Tom Holland. But I think Tom Holland fits Holland. Nathan Holland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he fits Nathan Drake a little bit better because his, mm-hmm. his manner, like he's, he's that kind of individual. But um, I, I just don't get like quirky kind of dirty grandpa vibes from Mark Wahlberg. And that's what I get from from Victor Sullivan. He's like the quirky grandpa with all of the stories, um, who's like kind of vulgar and dirty, but like in a suave kind of way that you respect, and not in a way where you're like, "Oh God." Um, yeah, he's and, not sweating like a hooker in church. Yeah, well, I mean, he is, but but it's okay. We pat him on the back, and we're like, "Good job." Uh, I don't know, but. With that being said, though, I think that this is just in the movie. It's a different Sully, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. consider them different versions or reimagines of reimaginings of these characters, and then you're fine. Uh, so, again, if you go into that into the movie with that expectation, I think that it's it's really enjoyable. Um, I I spent uh, so like. The movie started, okay, and they have like the new PlayStation Studios intro thing, and I got chills, and I was like, "All right, this is cool." Uh, the movie theater was actually pretty full, which was cool to see, and mm-hmm. um, uh, there were moments where um, I like there would be like a thing on the screen that referenced the video games. Uh, like one of my favorite little references. Um, is there's a bar that Nathan Drake works at, and the name of the bar is a famous line from the Uncharted games. And I loved seeing that. And when when I saw that, like the camera just pans by and you see it, it's, it's real fast. Um, the whole theater, and this was really cool to hear, the whole theater was like, oh, <laughs> like they knew. And uh, the fact that we were seeing a PlayStation movie, mm-hmm. an Uncharted movie, like you wouldn't think that that many people really are aware that, of what this is. Um, yeah. But literally the whole theater like, was like, oh, that's that thing. Like they knew it. They were in on it. That was really cool because uh, I feel like it's the same kind of experience that people have when they go and see the Marvel movies and there's like some kind of reference. I was just thinking there's that, like, yeah. There's like a hush in the theater and everyone's like, oh, uh, I I love going to see Marvel movies because of that, even though I don't understand the references and I don't care. I like feeling the energy in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, 
I cared. Like I knew I was in on it. So that was really cool. <laughs> I get that reference. I was getting like chills. Um, I was getting chills and all these things. It, so that was neat. And that happened like multiple times throughout. There was a special cameo uh, from one of the actors from uh, the Uncharted games. Uh, very big role. Uh, that was really cool to see. And people in the theater like were like, it, it was heartwarming almost. Um, it, it that was really cool. Um, so yeah, and it also does the thing that um, started really with Uncharted Two, I guess, and has been throughout the series. They started in the middle of the action, and then they like kind of went back and explained how they ended up there, and that was really cool. Like it, Uncharted Two famously starts with Nathan Drake in the 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 train train that's hanging off of the cliff and mm -hmm. they do something similar uh with the movie and it's kind of neat that they kind of paid um they <sighs> referenced the games in that way with the way that the movie was structured mm -hmm. um they they have like puzzles in there uh it's like a little bit more involved than i thought it would be uh which is why i almost i almost consider this like it, it sometimes almost feels more national treasure than Indiana Jones in a sense. Um, you but, know, I like that comparison for Uncharted national, as a whole, honestly. Yeah. Cause national treasure is a little bit more like, Oh, let's solve this thing. Mm -hmm. And Indiana Jones is more, Oh, we're in a tomb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They ended up in a tomb, I think, twice in, in National Treasure. I think both movies ended up with them in the tomb yeah, yeah, yeah. looking but for treasure. This is kind of like a meshing of those things. And, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the Uncharted games are also a meshing of those things. So it's it's kind of neat. Uh, also, like, for most of the movie, mm -hmm. I didn't hear the Uncharted theme. But then when it happens, I was like, oh. And then I started to get those chills again. And I was like, this is good. That's uh, awesome. Cause it's such an iconic theme song. And I was like, are they going to do it? Like halfway through the movie, I was just like, I haven't heard the uncharted theme. What's going on. Uh, but then it, it happened and it was nice. That's awesome. So, uh, so yeah, I actually, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I would you see did. it? Again? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to see it again. When? Uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> this bitch. Listen, I, okay. So, uh, I went to see it by myself. I was originally planning on seeing it with you, but you know, you've been feeling under the weather and everything. Um, so I ended up seeing it by myself. Mm -hmm. um, but now I want to, I want to see it with somebody. I want to see it with Andreas. Um, I was telling a friend about the movie. Um, I specifically mentioned that Tom Holland is shirtless and she was like, let's go see this right now. And I was like, I can't, Jesus we're Christ. recording this podcast, but I can see it tomorrow. And she's like, all right, we're seeing it tomorrow. So now I'm seeing it tomorrow. But this is something that I wanted to talk about, actually. We, yeah. need to, we need to address shirtless Tom Holland. Why? There is, this is something that I thought was weird, and it felt like fan service, but for like the wrong fans. Um, there is a workout montage of Tom Holland shirtless in the movie. Okay. It's like more than a minute of okay. several different scenes of just Tom Holland shirtless doing like push-ups and pull-ups and things like that. It felt like 
Like we wouldn't see Nathan Drake doing that. Like he doesn't That's work true. out. Yeah. And we wouldn't um, see that. And I, I feel like there were some moments that were put in the movie just because it's like, oh, this is Tom Holland. So we need to we need to do this for like the guys who dragged their girlfriends out to see this PlayStation movie need to look at shirtless Tom Holland to appease them. It was like it felt like that at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those were I think the weakest moments where it was like oh, we need to show off Tom Holland. Where it was pulling Uh, off more of the standard action movie sequences for the sake of being a trope in an action movie. Yeah, well, I mean, Uncharted has always been an action movie caricature trope. Yeah, Uh, but the main hero has always been like, you know, like you don't, like you said, you don't see Nathan Drake doing pull-ups or push-ups or working out and he kind of, if anything, you imagine this man, if you walked in on the street, he's, probably doesn't work out, probably drinks a couple beers every night and is there to fuck around and he just happens to be physically good at climbing everything in sight. Yeah. Well, because he's he's lucky. That's his whole shtick. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't he doesn't actually when his health goes down or whatever and you see Yeah, the, it's his luck running lines, out. It, yeah, it's he doesn't even he only gets hit once by a bullet and then he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh but yeah, so that I felt like those moments were kind of weird. But it kind of goes to show um, they really wanted this movie to be a success. And uh, they really wanted it. I mean, obviously, nobody makes anything hoping that it fails. But I think they wanted to be able to justify doing more of them. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's not only one post credit sequence. There's two. Oh. And yeah, so you, you want to make sure that you, you sit a little bit. Um, I was sitting there because I wanted to listen to the Uncharted theme song because they play it again in the credits. Uh, but then there was an, another post-credit sequence. Uh, so yeah, two post-credit sequences, and they both reference that there's more to come. Okay. Uh, and you know they directly reference other characters and stuff and bring them in. So that's kind of cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so they it, they have intentions of continuing this as a series i think that's why they cast tom holland is because he's young and he can kind of grow into the role of nathan drake and they Mm -hmm. can put him in different directions and things like that um and i think that's almost the same thing with mark Wahlberg too uh because he's older and so he can grow into a more sullivan-esque role (laughs) Uh, victor p i don't think his middle initial is p but i think victor p sullivan is a full name yeah, uh, but hmm. yeah, so so that's kind of my theory with the casting, at least. Yeah, uh, and I feel like they're gonna. Uh, I, I I feel like there's a lot of potential actually with this series. Um, ticket sales have been really well, like really awesome, actually, and I think it's because of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, honestly. Oh uh, yeah, the movie brings some star power. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, and he. He's got such a voice. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, his voice! Uh, like, I don't think his character was particularly that interesting in the movie, but every time he spoke, I loved it. Like, it, it's like, it's like chocolate. I just want to eat up all all the words. Like, you'll know, you'll know when you hear it. It's like, it, it's just nice. He's got a really nice voice in this movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, I I feel like. For this movie, they're kind of like trying to make it like a, a some world uh, building, some establishing characters. Yeah, they're, they're just like starting it and getting the ball rolling, and uh-huh. getting people somewhat interested. 
uh, I mean, there was even an article, uh, and I was sharing this article with people because um, I was telling them that they should see it, like Andreas specifically. There is an article where the title is literally Uncharted Tom Holland Jokes That He's Naked for a Large Portion of the Movie. That was used to promote the movie. Is Tom Holland Naked. So, if that gives you any idea of how they're using Tom Holland's, I guess, sex appeal or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think that was the weakest part of the movie. Not that Tom Holland doesn't have sex appeal, but that that was a thing that they dedicated a weird amount of time. Like, it wasn't really an exorbitant amount of time, but it was weird. More than what you get in a Marvel movie when they have someone shirtless. They usually have like a, a quick shot, and it's like, oh, wow, okay, and that's it. So there was a workout montage of Tom Holland shirtless working out in multiple scenes, like multiple different workouts. And then every time he was coming out of water, which happened a lot, there's a lot of water. Every mm -hmm. time he came out of the water, it was like a slow emerging with like the nipples and you could see through the shirt. He always had a white cool. shirt and he just like slowly and then he like strikes a pose. It was weird. Uh, each time. And it happened several times. The way you said nipples in that, for some reason, did not jive well with me. This is a the nipples. nipples. I, was like, I, I hope you don't know. This is dual nips. <laughs> anyway. We're making two nips on all things <laughs> boob station. Uh. Boob tube. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Steven, this is the first film out of the PlayStation, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation <laughs> Productions label. We just we just recently saw that the Last of Us TV series will not air in 2022 and is expected to come out sometime in 2023. We also saw there's this, there's um, a pitch out there for a Jack and Daxter movie, amongst a, a slew of other PlayStation um, themed things coming into the TV and movie aspect. How much does that label depend on the success of this movie? Um, I. So I don't think much of it depends on the success of this movie because they already have The Last of Us in development. I think The Last of Us is probably the bigger deal mm -hmm. uh, and probably more important. There's a lot more money being poured into The Last of Us. There's a lot more bigger names and talent. Uh, I mean, I know Tom Holland is trendy right now, but I mean, I, I feel like there's more gravitas to the names that are in The Last of Us. Um, Yes and no, I would say. I, I think like there's Tom a little Holland... bit more respect in terms of like acting and like like the the quality of the storytelling of, of the talent involved. Yeah, um, like, you're I getting where I, I, Tom I Holland can bring the dollars. He he brings the money, right? Yeah. I mean, third highest grossing movie of all time right now with Spider Man No Way Home. Um, fuck, he's Spider Man. That alone. Uh, sells but with last of us you've got i mean pedro pascal quality actor uh and i think the difference is also with this being a tv show you've got more runtime in general so you yeah. need someone that can bring all the chops right and multiple aspects especially with whereas uncharted action adventure some funny bits right the last of us is a we're gonna take a knife to your heart and twist it yeah. over six hours with six different episodes so 
I think I, I just feel like the Last of Us series is going to be a little bit more indicative of what PlayStation can really bring to the table in terms of like a, a quality, like award-winning type thing. Like mm-hmm. Uncharted won a shit ton of awards as a game series because of its technical prowess and like it's it it was really going for emulating that cinematic experience. But as far as like a story goes, it's not necessarily like yeah oscar worthy <laughs> like the performances they're they're a little bit more hokey and it's it's more of like a popcorn flick hinky. that kind of thing hinky uh but yeah so i think more of more of playstation studios future and success is going to be riding on the last of us series um but the fact that uncharted is performing well in the box office um not necessarily critically but the user reviews are really high uh, which yeah. is interesting. I think the like Metacritic. I think it's in like the forties, um, which is is not that great. But the user reviews, it's like I think in the eights, like eighty something. Yeah, I, which I, I expected to happen, right? No one's coming out swinging critic wise for an Uncharted movie because you're right. The story is nothing spectacular. It is something that's been told time and time again over a numerous number of films and media. Um, so when it comes to this movie, it's very much a movie for the fans. This movie's been in development hell for almost a decade, if not longer than. Um, so this is very much a matter of, I mean, Mark Wahlberg at one point was cast as Nathan Drake, is how long this fucking movie yeah. <laughs> has been in, been in development. So I wonder, that's actually, that's a good point. I wonder if their plans for Uncharted and for PlayStation Studios overall evolved because they might have, started as this being like sort of more of a one-off and then they're like oh well no we want to continue this as a series and kind of have these characters grow into these roles because mark Wahlberg, he's he's not going to look like a nathan drake for long uh but tom holland will just yeah, because you know like he said, he'll grow into it yeah so i i wonder if that was their thinking and i think that's actually i think that's a big thing for playstation studios as a whole like we know that they're working on multiple production movies. Yeah, multiple productions. Um, they, uh, I think that what they're doing is, I, I think Sony's basically leaning into where the money is. Mm-hmm. The gaming division of Sony is the most profitable. That's their most successful thing right now. And uh, I think personally, Sony's most valuable IP is in gaming. Like. Even though Sony is like a crazy large thing, I mean, maybe minus Spider-Man, uh, which kind of exists as multiple things. Yeah, but, and they only um, have rights to movies. But in terms of like the most valuable IP that that Sony owns and can do whatever they want with, their gaming worlds and characters are insanely like like full of potential for all kinds of things. And especially now, now that we're throwing, you know, Bungie in the mix with Destiny, like, holy shit, there's, there's so many things that Sony can do and that PlayStation Studios can do um, in terms of like movies and film. PlayStation production, sorry. Uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of baffling to think about. And I think that this Uncharted movie, I was very excited about it. Um, not, not even that much because of it being an Uncharted movie, but because it's sort of the markings of what I think is the beginning of a new era for PlayStation, where I think we're going to start seeing more synergy with all these different IP in all kinds of different forms of media. Um, and 
there's going to be a lot more like cross pollination in terms of, of, of that. Mm-hmm. And that to me is very exciting. Um, I see PlayStation in a, a, a place of immense growth right now. They are, they've already mastered the thing that they are amazing at, which is the narrative driven um, third person video games. They have mastered that and they're going to continue to do that. And now they're growing and they're, they're making sure that they're growing in a way that's quality. And I, I'm, I'm really excited for them to grow into that um, and kind of become an entertainment powerhouse in the same way that they become a, a gaming powerhouse. So, yeah. so it, it's interesting. I mean, so Sony Columbia, they've always been there, right? Sony's always been behind movies, always been a thing. Now, when it comes to much like how when you see Lucasfilm, you know you're getting a Star Wars movie. When you see Marvel Studios, you know you're getting a Marvel movie. And it's at this point, I think it's pretty universally understood that those things are under the Disney umbrella. You don't think that when you hear Sony, right? When it, Not PlayStation, but Sony. When you see a Sony logo in front of a movie, you don't think, oh, wow, Sony owns this thing. It's just like, okay, it's there. Um, much like how you probably didn't associate Fox with the big dun, 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 bah, 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 opening the movies. Like the Fox logo is not even there anymore. It's Searchlight Studios because they were purchased by Disney last year. Um, so Sony sounds like they're trying to capitalize and put themselves in that same vein as Lucasfilm or Marvel Studios. We're like, hey, you know this is coming. This is our thing. Hence the opening reel for the PlayStation Productions things at the beginning of Uncharted much like we get with the PlayStation Studios aspect with the beginning of their first-party games. Um, uh, it's Sony is trying to get into a space. It feels like right now that they have the, now that they have the money, and like you said, they've mastered aspects, right? They're leading into the video game aspect. They're leaders in that right now. It's the most profitable. Um, they're like, all right, what are we not hitting on, and what can we do to follow suit of who's doing it better than us? Uh, so a worry I have is that they will spend too much time trying to be like everyone else. So Here, hold on, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? My internet was wonky for a second. A worry that I, you have is is that they will try so hard to be like everyone else. Um, so you and I actually talked earlier this week about uh, you were interested in seeing a world building or overlapping thing with universes that, with the under the umbrella of the PlayStation IP. Um, and I thought about that for a while and that is just for me, that was a little bit of like a pie in the sky kind of conspiracy theory type thing. I was, so I was kind of just going on a tangent, but yeah. yeah, And I, and I, and I understood, but so for me, it was thinking about that, like, man, would I enjoy that as someone that loves the inner, the inner workings and the overlapping of stories with Marvel movies and DC movies, I don't want that with PlayStation. And I, I honestly don't want it in a lot of things. The reason being, it works for things like superheroes, right? Because a lot of those characters had their stories start at other superhero comics. Like comic books are built on top on top of that. So having it happen in movies is just natural. And because of things like licensing and this, that, and the other, especially how Marvel movies and superhero movies in general were assigned to different studios and people own the rights, much like how Fox Studios owned Fantastic Four. They owned X-Men. But Sony had the juggernaut that was Spider-Man, and still does. Um, that played the workings into it. So hearing superheroes crossing over on screen in a live-action uh, 
scale was is unheard of, and to this day, it still takes a lot of work to, for it to happen. Um, I don't need that with every bit of media I get, especially video games. I, I love that I can get an individual story with a little tiny Easter egg here and there referencing somebody else's game, an inspiration, or previous title in someone's catalog, whatever, and I'm okay with that. My worry is that, much like you said, it's a pie in the sky for you, I wouldn't be surprised if PlayStation were to do something like that with how much they try every now and then to do what the other guy is doing. Is it, are you finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if like the camera froze or something. I'm like, <laughs> I just okay. still really good. There's your screenshots, um, ladies and gents. There's some good screenshots, actually. Uh, we make mm -hmm. some faces, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, I understand that, and I don't, I don't necessarily want them to do it in the same way that like Marvel has done it. But with that being said, there's there there are a few differences, and mm -hmm. um, it, the differences being, uh, first and foremost, PlayStation owns their IP, right? Uh, so they would have full creative control. It's not a matter of trying to pull all of these weird deals with all these different studios and trying to collaborate and like figure out all these things. And then you have that weird wavering quality because like this studio may not be as experienced as this studio. Like what we've seen with some of the Sony Spider-Man films and uh, things like that, uh, you don't end up with that because mm -hmm. they have full creative control. They can go directly to, like Neil Druckmann is very involved with The Last of Us show. Um, he was one of the executive producers for the Uncharted movie, uh, like things he's like that. He's a face of Naughty Dog, man, so he better be. But yeah. yeah, but like making sure that the people who understand these IP are involved in these other projects, um, I think that's really important. And the fact that PlayStation owns these IP and can make sure that that happens, I think that's just going to show a higher degree of quality for these IP, and it's going to be a little bit more um, loyal to. What those things mean so i think that's that's the first big difference but then also i don't think uh when i when i was mentioned like a multiverse type thing um i i, I know I, I gave a weird example like um <laughs> like kratos fighting like a marvel superhero or something um i i think that there's room for both these like standalone stories like the last of Us series an uncharted movie whatever um, and then maybe like a crossover project that's sort of an exploration of an idea, whether that's a game or a movie or both. Um, and I, I think that could be kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, in the same way that like Ratchet and Clank did a really good job of like bringing in these other universes and stuff in a way that made sense, but it was essentially a reference. Yeah, but it is an Easter egg more than anything else, I feel but it opened the door to something that I think could be really interesting and can make sense within certain contexts. And I think it'd be interesting to see PlayStation kind of explore some of those things in the same way um, that like Ratchet and Clank did, for example. Um, I, I just, I, I think that there's, there's a lot of potential and they have some like insanely valuable IP 
and they can do some insanely crazy things. Um, but with that being said, it'll definitely take time. So like the Marvel movies started as standalone things that were not interconnected at all. And well, depending on where you're talking, Iron Man literally opened up with that end credit scene of Nick Fury talking about the Avengers. So like the whole point of that movie was to start building. Well, like, like before Iron Man. Oh yeah. Uh, so like they started as like standalone things and then they kind of built to the point where people started to respect these superhero movies. And then it was like, okay, now we're in a position where we can do this because now these are like quality things that people care about. Now people trust that these are going to be good stories. So let's bring them all in together. Um, and Marvel was able to do that because Marvel has all these characters that can interconnect and things and it, it works kind of well. Um, I mean, do I want Sackboy to be in The Last of Us HBO series? No. <laughs> I don't want Sackboy to walk around with Joel. That's the only fucking thing I want to see. What if, what if Sackboy is the one who dies in the beginning? It's just that, It opens up with the Sackboy plush being just ripped open. Sackboy gets, like, shot. <laughs> and then he's, like, just holding Sackboy and crying. Uh, but, like, I mean, what if one of the characters has, like, a, a Sackboy plush? Uh, or something. Uh, like that'd be kind of cute, I guess. Like, so, that'd be nice. <laughs> for me, I would. I don't want it to go that door, that forbidden door, shall we call it? I don't want it to go more than a Sackboy plush in an HBO series. I don't want to see anything more because, I mean, lest we forget, PlayStation Move Heroes happened. I don't want that. I didn't want it then. I don't want it now. Um. The most I would like to see these things interconnect. Because like I said, I like the individual stories. I, I, I want references and Easter eggs. That's about as far as I'll go. Uh, when it comes to video games, even with PlayStation owning the IP, yeah, that's fine. I, it's great. I, I understand, like, yeah, if they're going to take care of it. They're going to take care of it. Uh, at least I trust them to. It's still not something I, I respect, and I like the separation between the two, between the worlds. Um, the most I would want to see anything is a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale sequel. That's it. That's all I want. You give me that. That's all I need. It's the only crossover yeah, I, I need in my life. This is, this, is my, this is my theory, okay? Mm -hmm. Here's my theory. I think all right. PlayStation All-Stars All Battle Royale is happening again, and I think it's going to be an actual Battle Royale. Oh. Like, that's that's what I think. I don't want that. I, I think that's going to happen. That's just, that's just um, Fortnite. That's already I happening. Mean, Kind of, but I think it'll be, you know, with its own little spin. There'll be it'll have its own identity, but I think it'll be like some kind of like a shared world with all these characters and things. I think it'd be kind of neat. But that's my theory, at least. I think that's one of the ten live service games that they currently have in development. Well, all Stars Battle Royale too. I do too, actually. But like yeah, I... so. So with that being said, though, I, I don't want all of it to be some interconnected thing. I want mm -hmm. the standalone stories, and then I want, like, an occasional spin-off, like, what-if scenario where maybe we see Astrobot and Sackboy hanging out. But see, that, that's, and, like, that's one of the an animated movie for kids. I wouldn't even you know, like, give like me that. the game. Give me the game. I just want the game. Give me a game of that, I'm in. But I don't need Kratos and Aloy doing a thing. I don't need Kratos and Nariko from Heavenly Sword doing a thing. I don't need Aloy Ooh. and Nariko doing a thing. I don't need all that. I don't need all that. 
the the Astrobot Sackboy thing works because those are voiceless characters in an animated world aimed at kids that can have platforming genius written all over it. Nothing can, more. That's I can all. See, like Ratchet and Clank. I, I I can basically see all the characters from PlayStation Move Heroes. Uh, like I, I can see Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper and the gang. <laughs> that sounds like a rap group. Uh, <laughs> Sly Cooper and the gang, yo. But I can I can see them in like some kind of shared multiverse experience, um, where yeah, like something goes wonky fittable. with the Dimensionator. Like I, I I can see that, and I I feel like that would be a really fun, like, animated movie. Like I think that'd be kind of neat. And I don't know, that there's there's a lot of there's a lot. Yeah, well, we don't we don't count that. Uh, <laughs> or that last that Sly Cooper movie that just never fucking happened. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So, but those little animated shorts that they were doing for no goddamn reason—that was quality oh, yeah. shit. That was good. That stuff. was quality. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if we did some of that, that'd be good. I still think Sly Cooper would be an amazing like animated series. I would love for that to happen. Love for that. Maybe like you know, nice fifteen-minute episodes, one-off stories. Boom, boom, boom. I think that'd I would be like good. to see Sly Cooper come back with an. I want a sucker punch revitalization right i love that they're moving on the new things but I, I totally want a new infamous game and i totally want i mean granted sucker punch won't be the one to do this i want a new quality Sly cooper game i won't count these in time i won't i hated that game i couldn't get into it, it i was, thought these in time was fine but yeah, okay uh, it's fine but like it was I, fine I, I when i think Sly cooper i think the original right and then I think of – I go back and forth to tweet if I liked two or three more. And I think I'm leaning towards two because two still had that singular focus on Sly. I don't want to play as um, – You don't else. like Bentley and Murray? I like them, but they're just not people I want to – I don't want to play a whole level as Bentley. I don't want to play a whole I level. Can, Maybe a mini game. A I can only think of That's two it. games. I can only think of two games ever, at least that I can think of. Where you play as a character in a wheelchair, and one of those is Sly Cooper. <laughs> and th- nothing against that. My 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 point is just the fact that like it just like the stories are always typically about Sly. So I don't need to spend an entire level, like an actual level, as either of other characters. Little side, small mini game things, you know, like how Bentley was in the first two games. Totally cool. A quick little like shot where it's like all these all these enemies coming out and murray's gotta pinned off all the enemies while sly gets his getaway uh, as a distraction cool a quick two minute like just beat the shit out of everybody walking through the room door because sly's not doing that that's murray's job he's the muscle makes total sense i do not need murray going in disguises dressing up platforming doing all this dumb shit <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking thing. Like I don't want like it. Geisha, so he can seduce these monkey men. <laughs> and it wasn't fun. It, it just wasn't fun. It, was, <laughs> it was so bad. I it, was it, it wasn't entertaining to play. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. I just want to play. This. I want to sneak around. Murray's got his ass hanging out, and he just turns around. Am I beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing. I love. I love Sly Cooper. <laughs> but that's what I, that's that's what I mean. I, I want that. I mean, granted, that will come from Senzaru Games if it came from anyone else at this point. <laughs> but well, I, I want that. They, aren't they owned by um, Tencent now, Senzaru? That's true. That but yeah, they're owned as by them. That doesn't. I don't think that necessarily stops PlayStation from publishing something under them. Now, I think PlayStation would go to someone else 
yeah. just because they want someone under them. But now that they had the whole PlayStation Studios branding thing, they'd want to go under themselves for sure. It's because like you don't make a label like that and then say, oh, by the way, we're in this third party thing. We're working with one of our first party IP, let alone one of our most beloved. Um, so. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I would like to see a lot of these things come back. I think that the PlayStation Studios or PlayStation Productions um, stuff, I, I think it does nothing but enhance PlayStation's ability to leverage its IP and to make more money and to provide these stories and characters to more people. Um, I think that it's a sign that Sony understands that their biggest asset is their gaming IP. Like mm -hmm. PlayStation is a stronger brand than Sony. And that's insane to think about, yeah. but it is. Um, and I think they understand that. And I think that's why now we're gonna start seeing more PlayStation branded movies, PlayStation branded all kinds of things. Uh, I That really is kind of insane to think about that PlayStation is bigger than Sony. Sony fucking invented MP3 players. <laughs> And PlayStation is the bigger brand, which is a part of Sony. That's crazy to me. Wow. Wild times. Wild, Wild times indeed. Wild things happening in the Forbidden West on the horizon. I, I got nothing. <laughs> this is uncharted territory. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an episode of Duel Since It's a PlayStation podcast. Again, like, comment, share, subscribe, click the bell do all the things to let us know that you love us you like what we're doing if you are a superb fan of the show and want to see us grow make your way over of course to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate we're here every friday typically 9 30 p.m eastern time so we'll see you then God fucking damn it. Steven, you froze at the end of the show, and I don't know if we're closing out. And I can't end it, so here I am awkwardly talking in the wind. Because this boy, this boyish mouth. Can I, can, I, can I highlight tweets? Can I do that? I need more power. Steven, give me the power. Oh, my God. He's gone. Oh, no. How do you stop the stream? How does this happen? Good night, Davin. No, actually, stay here. I'm lonely. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm the only one here. This isn't my show. I'm just a, a color commentator. Alternate ending number one. Oh, no. I actually killed Steven, and this is my show now. We are no longer called dual senses. Sorry, I'm having some oh, internet fuck. issues. All right. I'm back. I'm back. I apologize. You're back in time <laughs> just to close the show because I've already done the outro. Oh, well, God damn it. <laughs> so I, I said, see you next time, and then it froze. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, First, I mean, at least it innings. happened at the end. At least it happened at the end and not, not earlier. That's right, Trip Fantasy. We're bringing back Wolfie's Gaming Den. Here it goes. You know, honestly, I've been thinking long and hard about that. I don't – if I have the time and the patience, I may do it. We'll see. Honestly, you should. You should. More content. More content. More stuff. I like it. I don't have the time and the patience, I feel like. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm not wiping it off the table. All right. Okay. Until then, <laughs> we'll see you next week.
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Sorry, I disappeared. In the show, Stephen, you're going off. I'm, I'm working on it. You left and we come back. I missed the whole Believe speech. Again. I got I to gotta say goodbye. <sighs> Jesus Christ. All right. Thank you, everyone. Love, love, love. This motherfucker wiped away all the banners before we actually exited the show. Why? Because otherwise they're they're there when I do the thing. That, oh, all right. See you all later. Love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>